Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Aloha, Zeke. Howdy doody. Everybody just wants to hear you say aloha again. I do, from time to time. You haven't said it in months. Yeah. Well, John, I haven't been on the air in months. Uh, it, you know, you haven't said aloha as long as you have been growing that mustache. That's an interesting thought. That's that's interesting. I hadn't thought about a correlation there, but maybe there is. Maybe it's changed me. Maybe, maybe you are just becoming more and more like a cowboy. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> but for those of you that are not familiar, every once in a while we release these half-ounce pour episodes. They are not a full episode. It is a... Not a, a typical episode we do where we actually blind taste whiskeys. It is an episode in which we open a bottle, Fresh Crack, that was either sent to us from a fan, uh, a friend, or a distillery themselves. This one in particular was sent to us from the Virgil Kane Distillery. Thank you guys for sending this to us. Whoever sends it to us or whomever sends it to us, uh, it does not affect our our review we are going to be open and honest on everything that is sent to us good or bad indifferent um but we take this time to actually open something fresh crack and give you our honest first thoughts as we're actually having it recorded we strive for honesty and integrity zeke is making a face over there he is nose deep into this Limited edition roundhouse double barrel whiskey from Virgil Kane. There's 3,200 bottles of this. Again, thank you, Virgil Kane, for sending this to us. I'll tell you a little bit about it while Zeke first gets his tasting notes on this. This is something that is 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley. It is a little bit higher proof of what they're used to at 986 it was something where the creators of Virgil Kane chose to see the opportunity and adversity. The result was an American whiskey hailing from a traditional bourbon mash bill, which was aged first in bourbon barrels for over four years before finally completing its destiny with the second round of finishing in American charred white oak barrels. And you can probably tell from the words I'm using, I am reading off their press release because that was beautifully written and i don't talk that way but essentially what happened here is they said there was a shortage of barrels in 2014 well there so, was and they couldn't get I, i'm just saying what they said but it, there was i'm I not just getting my it. voice in there okay i was just letting you nose we know how long it takes you to nose hey you know it's like when you're at those rap shows and the one guy just you know he's shining the whoa or the yeah there you go <laughs> yeah boy Sorry, Flava Flav was my favorite hype man ever. They During the barrel shortage, they couldn't find barrels that had the char they wanted. So they let them age in four, you know, for four years in these other barrels. And then when they got the barrels they wanted, they actually took them out of those barrels and put them in the new charred white oak American barrels. So this is something, it was double barreled. They have a pretty interesting story. It is two chefs over there in in South Carolina that make Virgil Kane. It was, um, I can't pronounce 
David Slazam. <laughs> he did better than me, man. It was founded. Virgil King was founded in 2011 by David Slazam. I feel really bad. I should have. This shows how we really do these off the cuff. And Ryan Meany, uh, they are two chefs. They uh, drew on, you know, and we know a lot of people that that are chefs that you know dabble in whiskey. And these guys decided to take it to another level and they use it to blend and, and craft and um, come up with these whiskeys. A lot of their stuff, um, you know, their regular releases are going to be ginger infused and it's, it's a little bit hotter uh, with the ginger in there, but they're, they're really good. I, I've enjoyed their ginger whiskey that I've had before. The other story is, is it was built off of, Virgil Kane, who was a legendary 19th century Southern folk hero and train conductor, he helped usher in the New South a time of enlightening thinking and craftsmanship. He serves as a constant inspiration and reminder for us to always make whiskey without the confines of tradition and instead with unquenchable creativity. Every pour of Virgil Kane whiskey is a tip of the hat to his enduring spirit. That's their story. I'd like to tell you a little bit about them. Hey, I mean, I do have to throw, go ahead and throw out there so uh, any close friend I have uh, doesn't uh, give me an extremely hard time. Virgil King also mentioned in uh, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down by the band. Any close friend I have has, has heard that song more than once in uh, probably late night with uh, a few things going on. <laughs> That's all I'll say. No, like... Like getting away from sleeping kids? This was a different time. <laughs> a better time, maybe. Who knows? No, there's there's no better time than the present. Uh, I don't know. Those three hours of watching The Last Waltz were a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you missed that era of Zeke, John. <laughs> now we watch three hours of Paw Patrol. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That was me before I came here. But Zeke, you have been, while I've been talking and, and talking too much, uh, you have been nosing and sipping and, and... I know, and I'm I'm more perplexed in that, obviously I didn't nose for more than a minute, but I had issues finding where I, the nose was going with this. Tasty-wise, whoops, it was a little more easy to put together. I get a nose, but I don't get anything predominant. Other than really like, you know, just some baking spice, which is a generic term that I try not to use too much just because it's bland and unencompassing a lot of times for lack of better words. No, I mean, there's it, it's sweet and I know that's not a good note and I'm going to get past it. I, I do get the baking spice on there, but it's a there's a spiciness to it as well. Oh, it's rip roaring. And. And that's where I think the baking spices come in, and I'm not actually getting, you know, it's not like a pepper spice. Um, no, for 98.6 proof, and your rye content's only 21%, that to me is pretty strong. Like I say, it's, it's not like drinking a rye whiskey, and, and on the taste, the, the burn's not there. But that, you know, peppery, uh, kick you in the ass, get up and go kind of feeling is to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, um. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get at. Honestly, I had trouble pinpointing. And I'm understanding where you're. You know, it, it's not. Um, 
It's a nice nose. I'm trying it's, to get it, you know, sweet and spicy. It's like a, it's almost like a sweet and sour. I get some floral at times. Nothing heavy, but um, again, it, I mean, the entire time John uh, led us into this segue, I was, you know, probably nosing this and I just couldn't find any descriptive words for it. Not, you know, like it's, you know, just single little dips and dumps of, Ah, I get a little of this, a little of that, you know, et cetera. It's almost, I mean, I know they don't put it in here, but it's almost like a little ginger wasabi. Yeah, I can, I could follow you there. What'd you have for supper? What did I have? I cooked, uh, <laughs> I cooked ravioli with uh, sausage. Okay. So, man, I don't think it's that lingering around that he makes some really weird ravioli. <laughs> no, no, it was a cream sauce. Granted, in my house, I, I do somewhat commonly see scrambled eggs with soy sauce all over them. <laughs> Man, I, I can't even. But it it's like a sweet spicy. I think that's where I'm trying to get with the ginger and the wasabi. It's like a, a sweet spiciness to it. Maybe like a hard candy with a, a red hot in your mouth at the same time. Yeah, but it's not like something that's burning, right? Like the spice is there and that's why... I, I'm not getting like no, hot that's what I'm pepper. The, the, the balance is. Yeah. It would literally like if, if for whatever reason you stuck your hand in your pocket and grabbed like a single red hot and then some type of, uh, you know, butterscotch, toffee, r- random hard ass candy and just threw them in at the same time. I think that's about what you would end up with. I would say it's very balanced. I know those aren't very good descriptions, <laughs> everyone. Uh, but what do you, you get in the taste? Let's go there. Um, the biggest thing at first was just that strong spice. I mean, it, again, I have trouble putting words to it because it's not like a a rye burn. There's no hug. It's all front end. But it's a bold spice that jumps up at you real quick. It definitely tingles the front of your mouth pretty good. And I mean, 21% rye, it's not a, a low rye content by any means. It's not a high rye content like some of the 35s that we see out there. But, you know, it's got enough rye in there that's going to give you a little kick. It's definitely got, it's a sweet spice again, right? So I'm getting a little bit of hints of vanilla in there. And I know that's a cliche because a lot of people get vanilla. Maybe a little bit of anise, some sweet spices in there. Uh, No burn in the chest, the, it, it's just all a spicy, tingly. Yeah. Uh, to, have, to have as much kick as it does up front. There's not a hug. No, it's it's very, very smooth going down. But it has that kind of sweet lingering in your mouth, that, that sweet spiciness to it. it. I mean, it kind of is like, and I, and I know this doesn't have, you know, I don't see anywhere that there's ginger in there. And, and maybe there is, but... It's almost kind of like you chewed on uh, some ginger mm-hmm. where it can be hot, but it, it has that sweet side to it as well. I can see that. Um, I would you know, somewhat implore just simply from a lot of times when I you know, see promotions for Virgil Cain, I feel like it's usually a cocktail. So I, I wonder with that in mind how much of this stuff, because honestly, I don't think I've had anything else with Virgil Cain. I don't know about you. is more cocktail bartender you know etc geared like one of the parts i caught in the press release that kind of you know drew my eye said that um you know the two chefs draw on their culinary known how to blend infuse and tinker with choice ingredients when they craft 
their category-defining whiskeys. Maybe it does have a little ginger in it. I feel really bad for not knowing, and, and I don't want to do a disservice to Virgil Cain. There's something, uh, and it's funky in a good way. Like, it, it's, it's got a little bit of an extra oomph to it, that, that sweet spiciness. It's, it's, maybe it is ginger. Well, you know, you and I don't mix cocktails a ton either. Um, which, which I think is why sometimes I can appreciate a whiskey like this because it's almost like having a little bit of a cocktail. So it could be a nice treat to have something like this. I'm just, Zeke has, Zeke has the drink in his mouth. He's twisting it around. I'm just trying to make him laugh. Yeah. Mid, mid taste. I get the John look of, Hey, it's your turn to talk there, bud. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, I don't know. As much of like subtle hints as I get on things, I don't get a solid read, so to speak, in any direction. What's uh Fresh quinces. Keints? Keints? I feel like that was part of White Man Can't Jump. Wasn't that part of the uh, words cue when Rosie kills it? I mean, she really hammered down that one part of Jeopardy. She did. Was it Foods, the letter Q? Isn't that it? Wasn't it Foods? A hard... Oh, this is it. It's pronounced quince. That's what I said, right? I know, but look. Clearly, you didn't watch White Man Can't Jump enough there, John. It is a hard acid pear-shaped fruit used in preserves or as flavoring. That's what it is. You didn't watch enough White Man Can't Jump. Well, I'm just saying, that's what I taste. <laughs> that I mean, that it's, you know, if you look at it, look, look at it. It's yellow, and it looks like a pear. Yep, i never seen them in the, uh, the Kroger's. But... Yeah, that is absolutely what I'm getting is that vanilla and and the quince. I I feel so good that I figured this out right now. I'm just wondering how many times I get to hear this word now. No, I'm not going to say it over and over. Um, <laughs> but I definitely do get uh, some vanilla and I'm not getting a lot of oak on this. Um, no, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a medley of the, the flavors and I guess is, Appreciative as you could be of the medley of the flavors being nice, none of them are are strong enough to be like bold and recognizable. So I don't know if that's a a good thing or a bad thing. I really don't. I mean, I think it's a it's an enjoyable ninety eight point four. It does, and it does say you know part of their billing is uh you know they strive to have a, a very unique flavor and drinkability. And what I like about it, right, it's a limited edition. There's only 3,200 of these, but their suggested retail price is 50 bucks. So when you think about a lot of people putting out limited edition releases that only have 3,200 bottles, you know, 50 bucks for this. And I would say that I like to have some variety. You know, we do drink a lot of the same things over and over as our daily drinkers. It's nice to have something in there every once in a while that's a little bit different. This is almost, I mean, it's one of those ones where, and and we talk about this, we haven't talked about it in a long time. This is a summer pour for me over and over and over. It's not necessarily a winter pour for me, but I I would really, the quince would really be good for me in the summer. (laughs) That and a beard trim and you're set. Exactly. Um 
obviously I'm not going to take the time to mix a cocktail anytime soon, but I think this would be interesting with lemonade of all things. We should try it. No, we've talked about it, uh, not to go too far off the beaten path, but um, we we do hope to diversify our uh, our half ounce pour segments in the in the near future and uh, incorporate water, soda, maybe some other things here and there. Literally simple mixes. Uh, well, because we realize, and and not to cut you off, but we realize, and you and I talked about it that. A lot of times you and I drink neat, but that's not how everybody is drinking. A lot of people in our Facebook group are posting mixes. They're posting it on the rocks. They're posting it with Coke. They're posting it with ginger ale, ginger beer. And we need to get better at catering to everyone. So as we do these segments, I think we're going to experiment a little bit moving forward. Um, We also want your feedback. So reach out to us and tell us what you think. If you think we should switch it up and how we should switch it up, we'd love to hear from you all. But I I think we're going to do that, right? It's y'all. Y'all. Sorry. We got to get that. Of of all the other words you can forget about, we got to get the you all out of there. I'll say y'all for you. (laughs) I will. But y'all, I I would get this for 50 bucks. That me, I mean, knowing... It's a very, very unique flavor for me. And I, it's one of those ones that sometimes I don't always want something that's going to kick my ass. Sometimes I want a nice, relaxing, you know, it's got that spice in there. So it's still got a little bit of kick, but it's not that kick that's going to knock you on the floor and, and knock you out, you know? And the, at least where my head goes to comparatively, uh, you know, it's kind of thinking about, um, uh, you know, Blade and Bow, similar price point, I think even a lower proof. And from what I can see with their, uh, you know, marketing stuff, they really aim to be more of a mixer and cocktail enthusiast go-to. They want to be the everyday rare. Well, that too. Yeah, everyday rare. I grab it off the damn shelf. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, but... Flavor-wise, I, th- I think this offers way more. I-, I can't say I would grab one off the shelf necessarily. Um, at the proof point, when I'm drinking something of, of that nature, uh, I may not be looking for that much flavor. <laughs> That's usually a, uh, a post-run pour or, or something where I'm just, hey, get her done. This is definitely, it, it would be great to mow the lawn with uh, with some of this there. Yeah, some ice or water, something like that. Um, I do wonder, uh, John and I had a, a, a brief discussion and debate, is the word distilled isn't on here anywhere. Produced, bottled, et cetera is, and at least as far as I know, to, to be a producer of record, I think you just have to own the juice for a year. So that's an interesting caveat. I have no idea. I've heard that from a good friend, at least. If, well, if Jesse lied to me, then I'll... I'll cuss him later. But if that is the case, and, and very hypothetically with the mash bill, if if it is what I possibly think it is that I normally uh, <laughs> can't stand from two miles away. I didn't get a lot of corn in this. Uh, I think this, you know, would in theory trump the, the, the thing we had out of Memphis that I, that I said was my, my, yeah, my, my least... Uh, I don't want to be double negative. One of the better uh, Tennessee Cascade Holler whiskey products I've had. 
Well, all I know is that I'm a fan of the Quince. So I, I would, if you could find this, uh, it's definitely a get for me. Uh, I think it's just unique. And I think it's, you know me, I'm all about what's a bottle that we could sit around and have a great conversation about. And I mean, if you think about it, this was supposed to be a 10 to 15 minute episode. And we're already at 25 minutes. So, you know, that, that kind of lets you know where the conversation can go with this one. So I, I go ahead and pick it up. I, I thought it was super unique and, and just a, a fun pour and a fun conversation. I just hope the next time we get together, you can tell me the other nine foods that are in White Man Can't Jump under the letter Q. I'll figure it out. It's a really good movie, John. But in, I love White Man Can't Jump. It's a great movie. And you don't know that part of the movie? I just know Rosie Perez was yelling at him about something all the time. It was a glass of water in your world. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead and find us on Facebook on our group at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Answer some questions and come in. We'd love to talk about this further. We'd love to talk about white men can't jump. We'd love to talk about Paw Patrol. No, no, we don't. <laughs> 86th the Paw Patrol part. My kid hasn't watched it yet, and I like it that way. Oh, wait till it happens. Uh, go ahead and find us on your favorite podcast app, Google Play. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podknife, Podbean, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube Audio Only, whatever your favorite podcast provider is, chances are we are there. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. It really actually does help us. So please do that. And if you don't like us, reach out to us. Tell us what we could do better. We'd love to actually talk to you about it rather than you just say that we're not any good because... We want to get better here. Uh, please find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee most days. And to not be vague, um, I would say this is a bar for me. But at the same time, I do think it will be appealing to people. And that's why I would say if you see it at the bar, try it. It's a limited release. And at least as far as what I've seen secondary-wise, um, you know, I haven't seen anything from Virgil Kane getting that, um, you know, pay me double what I paid for this kind of hype. So even though it's limited, if you do find it in your wheelhouse, I would think you could reach out and then hopefully have some, uh, you know, internet friends track one down for you. Sounds good to me. Cheers. Ciao.